Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, everyone, the whole world, all the ships at sea, etc., etc. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. And I am Matt Awkward, and we are now in lockdown. <laughs> I mean, Matt and I are like full on, like aggro at each other's throats, having a riot over the fact that Matt doesn't like this movie. Uh, he does not. This movie this that we are true. we are talking about is Rennie Harlan's Prison, which to me is one of the best movies ever made. Well, okay, um, and I'm going to a, I'm going to let you change my mind. A dynamic entry into into the world of American filmmaking by Rennie Harlan, just an absolute masterpiece as far as I am concerned. I think this movie looks really good. It does. Unfortunately, I feel it goes at a snail's pace forever, and with entire characters that could just be cut out, and it is not... I it, swear it, to God, it, if you want to cut lasagna, uh, no, uh, no, I like, No, I like lasagna. Okay, good. He's a goodie. Uh, <laughs> you gotta keep lasagna. I, I, I could cut What's-Her-Face because the investigation goes nowhere. Every scene uh, with her, every scene with her could be gone, and this movie would be fine. But, but we spend an extra, like, 20 minutes with her typing away at a computer, her just trying to leave the jail at night, her being there at the jail at breakfast for some ass reason, like, it, what, what, what was that? <laughs> um, I, I have several, I do have several issues with this movie. Yep. And One uh, of which is, this is a prison that never closes its fucking gate. Yeah. Except what? when somebody tries to get away. What is going... They're like, oh no, we should probably close the gate. Someone's escaping. Yeah. How about just leave it closed? Yeah. Why is That's it That's how prisons work. It's a prison. <laughs> hey, all these jail cells are open. Yeah, yeah, we'll lock them if somebody yeah. tries to escape. <laughs> a doy. Yeah, a doy. Come on. I've been in a prison before. Yeah, so but, um, no, sure, there, there are issues. I feel that there's no... I feel like there's no character to root for. Our main character, uh, Vigo there, who I guess is our main cool prisoner guy, but like he's not like a cool prisoner guy. He's just a a block of wood who's just like, I'm here. It's like, what are you here for? Like, I guess you save somebody so you're noble, but like, I guess somebody says he's a car thief, but like, wouldn't you want like a prisoner who was, you know, wrongly accused of something who's in the jail who like you can root for and you know his backstory and you know he's not supposed to be there but he can use his cool skills like to help everything and I mean you get you need I to know I don't need even to know, know his... that he does understand everything about stealing cars because that's going to come in super handy Well I mean it okay because a prison is it's nothing but a, a series, series of, of locks. locks just like a car Yeah cars nothing but a series the of older, locks the older the easier Yeah and this is the oldest prison there is uh, the prison does look cool. I think the movie this, uh, the, getting this setting, the atmosphere is oh amazing. My God. Yep, the movie looks incredible. This movie uh, must have been creepy as oh, definitely. shit to yep. film because they did film on location in a tumble down, broken yep. down old penitentiary building. Yikers! Music was great. Uh, atmosphere is great. Um, yeah, uh, I think the Ghostbusters the, lightning looked awesome. That looked awesome. Yeah, the special effects were fantastic when shit happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, like, I just didn't like it how it was, it was one of those stories where it was like, you didn't even find out kind of like what was going on until like an hour into it. And then even, so, even then they're just like, I still don't get it. Like it's what, funny that why does this dude look like dude? Why does this like, where did this go anywhere? I, I don't know why the warden killed the guy. I don't understand the backstory. 
they say that other prisoner was like that that prisoner watch was there when he died but like what the hell would he have done anyway he's a prisoner i guess so, like so, so i just don't understand i think you're you're digging in too deep on the vigo character because really i think literally the only deal with vigo is that he looks like this guy period okay Coi- totally coincidentally he looks like the guy then he's got to be the guy's kid that's the rules when you do that shit in horror movies. Fair. I mean, I, I definitely understand what you mean, but but in this case, the only reason he needs to look like that is because that spooks the warden mm-hmm. setting off the events of the film. The only reason that the spirit escapes is because they break into the the execution chamber. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with Vigo looking like dude. Well, I mean, it did because he he started getting wiggy. Like, as soon as he saw a guy that looked like the guy he killed, spoiler alert, yep. um, he's like, oh, shit, something's going on. And, like, he started getting weird, and he broke into the, he had Vigo break into the execution chamber. And why did he kill the other guy? I just, there was I mean, that old it, man that it was explaining to the girl, the newspaper article, and, like, none of it made any sense to me. We'll get to it, but okay. I mean, I, I that was also a, that was one of those things where they didn't feel like saying it. I I would have loved a flashback. Yeah, I would have absolutely loved it. But I mean, either way, he basically killed a prisoner out of anger, mm-hmm. like just because he's a dickhead. Yeah, he is. And then he was like, "Oh shit, I got to cover this up." You, this prisoner, the the guy who he's talking to, whose name is in my notes, but is so weird that I cannot remember it. The old black The man. guy that shot himself in the foot? Yes. Okay, yep. Whose name is Clement? Clint? Something. I don't know. They mumble worse it's in a Robert Eggers so movie. Weird. I can't understand Creases. him half the damn time. His name Creases. is Creases. Okay. Um, Who named these people? These Creases? I Rhino, lasagna. <laughs> Creases is great. Yeah. Rhino and lasagna, love, <laughs> feels like some sort of like Garfield Spider-Man crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really into it. Um <laughs> I don't know. Let's go through it. Okay. I've got literally seven pages of notes here. I've got seven pages of anger. Yeah, you do. No, not really. I mean, that's not that bad. But no, no. it d- definitely did not grab me, and I really didn't enjoy it that much. Uh, I liked it a little bit more on my second, which is very odd. But my first watch through, I was just like, oh, my God. And then I paused it, and I noticed that there was still an hour left. And I was like, <laughs> you got to be shitting me. I felt like it was almost like getting there. Like, <sighs> You know what this movie needed? It needed naked shower scenes. It did. It needed babes. It needed humor. Well, I, I mean, honestly, it, if it had just gone straight up dudes, it would have been fine, too. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that they didn't do that. I think probably he would have wanted to do it because you can't have ladies showering because there's no place for it. So I just love, have naked I, dudes. I love that I read in the trivia section they were going to have the one actress we have oh, do a bath scene, and she refused. So the only part that you know it could... What? Good, good for, for her. her. <laughs> the only the only part that it could have been is in the hotel when she was like, you know, there's that scene of her drying her hair. Like, they they what? They just wanted to put a nude scene right there out of, the, out of the blue? Like, that would have been so wonky. I'm sure I'm sure it was a producer thing. I, I'm sure it was not the director. Um... <laughs> far be far be it for me to complain about female nudity, but just no. like imagine how out of place that would be if it just went to like a a bath scene. It would be insane. I honestly, <laughs> I think it would take away from the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so one of my favorite things. I love this intro. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's another one of those like fun, like director trying to do something that's like, hey, how could you do this? Like today, we take this kind of shot for granted, where it's like 
you could have been wearing a, a GoPro on your head for this shot. Oh, yep. But it starts off, and you, we see cuffed hands, so we're in POV of the prisoner. Cuffed hands are out in front of the camera, and you're like, wait a minute. If you've got a giant camera rig, how the how are those hands getting there? You couldn't put them around that thing. So clearly they did two different hands of somebody and they had to get them out underneath the thing because they're still handcuffed mm. together. I didn't even think so that, there's yeah. probably two dudes. I just took it for granted. I bet there's two dudes who were literally on either side of that camera rig. Yep. And were being, <laughs> were like walking along with the camera for that <laughs> whole, how that entire hallway shot because I don't, unless they could like unclick the, the handcuffs somehow and they didn't have like, silently get them off their hands <laughs> because it, i don't know i thought that was a really fun idea either way uh we are we are in pov so we're the prisoner it's a choose your own adventure yes it, this movie definitely did feel like i was in jail and i couldn't get away anywhere <laughs> uh we're cuffed we walk down the hall the warden signs us out and uh we unlock a gate where we meet a famous actor and we're like oh shit famous actor shit's gonna go down that is of course lane smith from every movie ever made, including My Cousin Vinny and, like, 50 other things. Never heard of him. Really? Weird. Yeah, I don't watch real movies. That's fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, uh, we chose the wrong page in this Choose Your Own Adventure, and they lead us down to the electric chair. Uh, and then the guard, who is our main character, who will later be the warden, steals our crucifix which I think is a common thing that they do because it sets fire to your clothes or something if it starts uh, sparking. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, we move out to third-person perspective now, and uh, nobody's called, so the warden throws the switch, and the prisoner starts catching fire anyway. <laughs> it seemed odd, too, at the timing. Usually, like, in all these, they work till, like, midnight. It's yeah. like, the... 11.45, 45, yeah, close enough. Well, I mean... <laughs> Again, it points towards the fact that the warden's like, we need to execute this yep. guy before somebody finds out that he's innocent. Yeah. You know, so. And I want to make last call. <laughs> I mean, they're in Wisconsin, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yep. <laughs> what is last call in Wyoming? I, I don't know. I, I doubt I they hope even I have one. never go there I again. I hope I never find out. No offense to all of our Wyoming listeners. Wow. Really? You've been to Wyoming I've been and to you didn't Wyoming. like it? I did not. It would be fun to go if you didn't expect to have any nightlife or anything like that. Yeah. I'm sure there are cities that you can go we to. We went to the capital and it was nothing but Buffalo. Nothing but Buffalo. <laughs> and the pinball arcade. That was not that great. Oh. <laughs> Literally, you went to their you went to their Congress and you're like looking around in the Senate building and you're like, what? Mm. Just nothing but Buffalo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> wow. Amazing. But no, yeah, when we were out in Colorado, we took a day trip out to Wyoming just because we'd never been. Yeah, and, I, uh, I know nothing about it it's other pretty. than the fact that you could see a buffalo there. Yeah, landscape's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Huh, interesting. Anyway. Too many damn buffalo. Too many damn buffalo. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Lane Smith, our warden, he wakes up in a sweat. We're now sometime in the future, and he's he's acting as though he was the one who was being electrocuted and uh turns out that uh you know the state paying people to kill people uh is damaging to human psyches yeah, and it might not just be about the people that are dying <laughs> they might also want to consider the fact that you're forcing another human being to kill a human being yeah, killers are people too yeah uh yeah so his brain is messed up but I mean, you also he get deserves those, it you also get those tales from the crypt levels of guilt too when you're Killing people wrongly. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, I'm sure you get those levels of guilt when you're killing people what the state says rightly. Right. But, but wrongly adds like another level. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you're doing it on purpose to hide a crime. You know you're kind of shitty. Yeah. It, and that's the that's the funny thing about this character is that I think he somehow doesn't think that he's shitty. Like, you know, where everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah. But in this case, it's just like he is completely in denial the whole time. Of his shittiness. That what he did was wrong, which I think is a perfect character choice. But he's for, such an a-hole. For a cop who is like, yeah, I killed a criminal. Fuck yep. him. You know, which totally, totally jives with my... Personal opinions, and uh, I lost my train of thought here. But uh, yeah, he's a cool. He, he is a good character as far as a holes go. Like, Jeez. yeah, he is a he's a baddie. He is a baddie. And speaking of which, speaking of the fact that he is very good at being a baddie, there is not a single bad actor in this movie. Maybe the female lead. She's Who? not a hundred percent, Catherine. <laughs> oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, of course you did because she doesn't need to be in the movie at all. No. She does not. <laughs> There's 20 minutes of fluff that just uh, cut it out. I I, I would have liked understand. this movie a lot more if it was like an hour 20 minutes instead of that hour 45. Like, it's so strange. I mean, I, I don't feel like it's needed. Just like give me a quick, quick, tight ghost story. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree that her parts feel like they were like, oh my God, there isn't a single woman in this movie. We gotta yeah. do something. Come on. But it's like she's uh, trying to uncover this or getting visions of like this thing that happened in 64 but like that could have all just been told to us in the damn flashback like and then it's like nobody needs to uncover the mystery we don't need to we just know that this guy died wrongly this guy was set right. free from the electric chair now his spirit's in the jail that's all we need to know yeah it's true <laughs> i i agree i do i so i i definitely differ with you in the fact that i like the pace that they uncover the mystery at, I thought it was actually well done. Mm -hmm. And even though I had seen it before in the past, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh, watching it again, I was surprised. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, this, oh, that's what they're doing. Okay, I see what's going on here. Because I was like, oh, right, he's... When I, when you find out that Croesus is involved as well, you're like, oh, that's yeah. that's kind of an interesting take. I don't know. I felt like he did a really good job of making a good prison movie and a good horror movie and putting them together as opposed to just making a horror movie and setting it in a prison. Yeah. It definitely is also, it's a cool hand Luke kind of movie as well. Well, that's, that's and those an, parts work. Well, that's another, me. that's another point where it's unfair for me to judge the movie that much. Cause I don't like prison movies that much. So right. like, it's not like a genre that I really enjoy. Like so. if this was a heist movie, I would have been like, fuck this thing. <laughs> you know, See, I, I kind of like heist I can't movies. do heist movies for one reason or another. They're okay. Just, they just wig me out. I don't like them. I find them too uh, too stressful, yeah. <laughs> just in general. Um, anyway, okay. So we close in on this, uh, on this pendant, and we cut to a board meeting for the prison. They are having budgetary issues. Oh, uh, interesting. The only woman at the table or in the entire movie... <laughs> asks the table passionately if they could just finish this new this newly designed humane prison that could actually help people and get them moving towards an actual real world skill and get them out of the prison system forever and they say 
Mm, no thanks. No. <laughs> Instead, we're just going to send them to the falling apart prison that's full of asbestos and death. I don't think that's possible. Like <laughs> That prison was so <laughs> shitty and not ready to be lived in. And they were just like, there you go. There- Floors flooded, debris everywhere. <laughs> God, that place must have been gross. I was, th- I mean, like for them, for the people who were filming, oh, it yeah. must have been awful. But yeah, I, it is it is too much, and there were a lot of there were a lot of moments that I was like, it felt like he wanted to set this movie. Here's what I would have liked: mm-hmm. I would have liked this movie to be set in the 20s, because mm-hmm. if you saw this in the 20s, I know that you couldn't have this you the the actual technology and the the world of that thing. The bars look wrong and all that kind of stuff, yep. so that would ruin it. But it's like. It felt like as a modern-ish movie, it lost something when they're like burning all of their mattresses and things like that. It's like, no, there are people that are going to report this. Yeah. Like there are people who are seeing this. Literally, she leaves and he's like, well, I took your report after the first guy dies. And she's like, no, there's no way I can get in contact with people without my report. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a wrongful death. and Nobody will believe me. It needs to be on paper. They won't believe me if I haven't typed it out. Boo. That one I was annoyed by. But, okay. So, the shooting here is really artsy, and I don't understand why they did it. They did this thing where she's in the middle of talking, and a jet lands, and she's on the jet, and then she's back in the meeting again. (laughs) I was like, was that to indicate that she went to go look at the newfangled prison, but then had to leave? Because it then cuts to her in her car, driving to the old grotty prison. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, whatever. Um, we find out that we're never going to get that prison and uh, we're getting the angry ghost prison. <laughs> and also, they're going to recruit Sharp, this warden who's an old school guy who used to be the warden here. Like, they're bringing him back. Why? I don't know. They say that all he knows is... Uh, <laughs> what is that? All he knows is chain gangs and Tommy guns. Yeah. Which, again, if he is a guy who was back in the 40s or whatever, and he knows he he did things that way back then and was, you know, maybe it can excuse how insane he is. Like, how did they just get him and know, too? Like, what is he even doing? Anything? Like, <laughs> I mean, he... hey, this guy was a guard at that jail forever ago. We, he's a warden now. I would have liked the scene when they pulled up at McDonald's and he's running the fry yeah. later. And they're like, we need you. And he throws his hat down and he's like, thank God. Yeah. He's getting out of here. We opened up the jail again. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strange. Strange. Uh... Yeah, that is, it is odd. But uh, she's looking around the creepy old prison and it is awesome. Uh, it's this this place is so creepy that she's outdoors during the day and the place looks terrifying mm-hmm. like that's that's really good setting uh, she goes inside places a wreck all rusty soiled mattresses bed sheets everywhere paints peeling and then we meet our warden for the first time by him clanging her into a cell <laughs> why <laughs> no idea just to prove that he's also kind of a He's not only a high-level asshole, like murderous monster, he's also a low-level, just kind of being a jerk asshole. Yeah, he's just not fun. I would hate to meet this guy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, he does the second-best performance of a meme of a warden ever. Second to Tommy Lee Jones in Natural Born Killers. 
because I love that performance. What about the warden in uh, uh, the Wendy O. Williams movie? Uh, Reform oh, School Reform Girls. School Girls? Oh, who, who was that? Wasn't it uh, <laughs> Pat Ast? Was that who that? Probably. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's so. great. She's pretty amazing. Uh, okay, so essentially what happens here is we get that that old school uh they meet up and it's like oh he's a hard ass and he's from the old school she's a progressive and she wants people to be happy but he knows that deep down everyone's evil <laughs> it's that kind of thing so uh cut to some time later place is all ready for inmates but looks exactly the same yeah. <laughs> uh and, well, and because nobody's cleaned it because the inmates are going to be cleaning it that was his whole plan was that's not a bad idea no cheap labor yeah so what is interesting here they're like they bring all they bring like five bus loads of five or six bus loads of inmates in all at once <laughs> unloaded unchained yep in the yard just like i mean some of them have chains on their waists that don't connect to their wrists which is very confusing and they, and they leave the giant gate open too they leave the gate open of course well they always do that um <laughs> Which leads to a big issue here. So we've got, uh, we also find out that uh, Keanu's dad from Bill and Ted is a guard, and he's amazing. Uh, That's where I recognize that guy from. And all of the inmates are dressed in their street clothes still, like they didn't get dressed before getting to the prison. They do the whole suiting up thing yep. here, which I don't think is how it goes. I also love the buses. They have that like horrific, like, there's some sort of like weird civil rights era holdover thing to those mm -hmm. buses that like gives them a bad vibe. Yep. When I look at those, I'm like, Ooh, Alabama bus boycott. Mm. Like, Oh, that looks, <laughs> <laughs> there's something evil about them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a crazy little thing, but we're introduced to all of our cool people. We find out that we've got a tiny lister. Yep. Yay. Love that guy. We've got Strider himself, Vigo Mortensen, and we've got, uh, his roommate, who is the, who is a stock character from every prison movie, in in history, the wise old black man who's oh, been yes. in the system since God knows when, and he's gonna tell you the he can get anything. He knows he knows the route, he knows the whole deal, and he's just gonna gonna educate whatever your main character. That's is. our Croesus. That's our Croesus. <laughs> Does anybody know what Croesus means? Call us. Call in. If you do. <laughs> call in if you know what crisis is. I don't know how to use Google. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we get a thrilling, broad daylight <laughs> getaway <prison> escape attempt. <laughs> Some '60s acid casualty named <laughs> Rabbit, which is great that you name your one guy that tries to escape constantly Rabbit. <laughs> kind of gives up the game a little bit, but whatever. Uh, he steals one of the buses. He looks kind of like a young Mark Marin, which is weird. Um, he drives around in circles until eventually he's just like, oh shit, it's the warden. He's going to throw his suit coat at me. I better stop. <laughs> that was good. Well, I mean, it does. I think it shows there. They do a really good job of showing how most of the inmates who are here, there's almost nobody with the exception of Rhino in the cast who is an unrepentant monster. Rhino is the only unrepentant monster in mm -hmm. the bunch, it seems like. Like, Tiny Lister has a heart of gold. Yep. Like, Lasagna has a heart of gold. Our main character has a heart of gold. Pretty much everybody is good except for the guards and Rhino. Okay. 
I, I can think. see that. Yeah, yeah. And I so he, so at this point, it's like, well, I'm not willing to kill a person. Yeah. I just want to get out of here. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I think it does kind of set something up. And it also sets up what a fucking hard ass the, <laughs> the warden yeah. is that he just puts himself in front of the bus. Yep. So, but he does. And he has that power to make him stop. And he chucks his little suit coat. Yeah, here's my blazer. It's <laughs> pretty good. He gets into the bus and he's like, "You boys can either get out of the bus or you can get dragged out of the bus. It's your choice." <laughs> and then he goes and punishes everybody, like super big time for these. Here's one of the things in these kind of movies. Like I know what they're doing with it. But it's the same reason that no. I don't enjoy street trash 100%. Because it's just like, man, it's just homeless people with nothing. And then they're just getting dicked around constantly. Like, yep. this sucks. Now it's like all these prisoners in like the worst dump in the world. And they just got there. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, none of you will get any mail or visits for six months. Well, here's Even though none of y'all did anything except these two a-holes. Like, like here's oh, the man. problem. <laughs> they combined something that doesn't make sense for me. So... If you're gonna do that, you you this is a this is a a thing that they do in army movies and maybe in the army in general. Who knows? But where they're like, okay, looks like Private whatever the fuck his name is screwed up, and you're all going to get you know five thousand push-ups and you're gonna eat shit for two days and he's getting nothing but Sundays, and so they just like treat him like gold so that everyone on the base wants Hates, to murder yeah. him. And he just it ruins his entire life and yep. drives him completely insane. In this case, they punish everyone, but the guy's in the hole. So there's nothing. Yeah. Their hatred means nothing. Yeah. It doesn't do the thing that it's meant to do. So he's already suffering. And the other thing is that if you put someone in isolation for six months. Oh, they're crazy. They are going to lose their mind. Yeah. And also he's probably going to die of exposure as well. Mm-hmm. So Especially since the floor was flooded. Yeah. Like... That was, that did push my suspension of disbelief in yep. this movie just a little bit, even in a ghost movie where you're like, well, it's like, it's well, like if they... he was like, oh, go down there, we're going to cut his legs off or something. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that, that doesn't seem like <laughs> something that he could do. Don't they mention something about the flooded floors too? Like, where he's like, ah, the floor's been flooded since this, like, as if that's an okay thing right yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's standing water that's been there for a hundred years yeah, so it's been it's, there forever so, so it's gonna be don't fine worry about it <laughs> the other part that's confusing is because i assume because they shoot these you know not in the same locations but they're like okay open the gate it's all flooded on this floor now get into your prison cell that is not flooded at all <laughs> are you stepping up a foot what's going yeah. on there i don't know what's happening but no so okay uh, we finally get the uh, the new inmates out of their street clothes. Uh, Vigo steals the piece of contraband, so they say, oh, you can't have this poster oh, lasagna. Like, yeah, they take lasagna's poster away. And Vigo, as soon as he sees that uh, the, the, the guards are distracted by a fist fight or something, yeah. he snags it and puts it with his towels and his clothes and whatever, takes it out and gives it back to lasagna because he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yes, Joe Lazaro, a.k.a. Lasagna, he sees the guy, he sees Vigo, and he's like, wait, hey, aren't you that celebrity car thief <laughs> from that reality show about car thieves? Yeah, that- exactly. Where would you know this guy from? 
Look at how fucking handsome that dude is. <laughs> you think he wouldn't? You wouldn't know who he was. Remember, there was that dude who was just like, oh, the the, the model. <laughs> I do remember that. That guy who was just like, I killed seventeen ladies. Ladies. But he was all over and the news every, and everything. And yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> I don't think he was a killer. No, he was not. Okay. He was like, he was he was a petty thief. I think he was, was a car. He was. I think he was a sexy car thief. I bet he was a. That sexy everybody knew car about. Thief. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Vigo Mortensen. He could steal anything and drive it to heaven. <laughs> Is that what lasagna says? He had a very yeah. That line was terrible. Yeah, he's that like, line I heard you can like drive. I heard you can unlock anything and drive it away to the heavens or something like that. No, I, no, I, I generally take the roads. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of get what you're saying. Anyway, yeah, travel the Thelma and Louise Highway. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so uh, we find we see our our two guys. The one who actually stole the bus and the poor dude who just got totally shafted this is i will say this is another thing that i it's almost a problem the fact that this ghost keeps murdering people why is this ghost killing everybody why is he killing inmates thank you he should (laughs) only kill guards but that but then the idea being that he's not a person you know what I mean? That he's no longer in control. He's just a, a malevolent spirit, well, that's, and he's that's just an, that's causing thing. chaos. They, now. When they start cracking this case and digging into it, it's like, oh, he was killed, but he was wrongly accused. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that might have been true in life. Now he's just an a-hole. Now he's just an asshole. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I don't feel any, like, no, 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 for the ghost to, like, do its thing. Like, when this could have been, like, a, a cool ghost getting revenge on all the, the jerks, he's just killing people willy-nilly. I agree. Which is oh. weird. And even the guy that just wants to talk to him. Yeah. Boo. Well, pff, pff, that I could understand. He summoned him. It's true. Nobody wants to be summoned. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, okay. So, the whole metal box, no windows, awful. Um, so, we find... We get introduced to all of our little roommate situations, and we see uh, a weak young kid who's roommates with a giant dude named Rhino. We know that, we know the deal. It's a prison. I love the fact that they don't spell it out. Yep. Thank you. Mm. Clearly, there is there's a horrible assault going on here. We don't need to know about it, and they don't dwell on it. You you get the hints, and that's fine by and me. Little dude will get his. <laughs> he sure <laughs> does. And he has a great moment. And I did when, love that When part. Rhino gets fucking murdered, yep. it is, he was just like, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Which was the best. Uh, okay. So, uh, Tiny Lister is introduced here. We, we he's, get, he's bunking with lasagna. He's bunking with lasagna, and lasagna's putting up his Rambo poster, <laughs> which, if it's contraband, it's literally on your wall. Yeah, how are they not going to notice that? <laughs> Boo. Um, anyway. Oh, lasagna. Oh, lasagna. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it should be a spinoff sitcom. <laughs> That's my lasagna. Yeah, we go to Vigo's room, and he's roommates with the the old man who's seen it all, and he's been drinking Lysol since 1949. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, that's what he said. I've been drinking Lysol since 19. 19- that he was trying to pour with his shaky hands. What? Yeah, no wonder. Where do you even get Lysol? That's contraband. It's delicious contraband. <laughs> uh, so, they close down the block for the first night. The warden's wandering the halls, looking spooky. 
he's back in his old guard uniform, so we've gone back in time. And he's going to go look at the corpse of the man that they executed in that cold open. Uh, of course, the guy comes back to life. And of course, it's another dream. It's another dream. He strangles him, and he wakes up choking because he's being strangled in the dream. It's like, ah, I wish I didn't kill people. But, but I kind of enjoyed it. But ah. it turns out he was asleep at his desk with his gun in his hand, <laughs> and he wakes up, grabs his gun, points it at the first person he sees, which is his first first person in command, whatever that guy's name is, the head of the guards, and he's like, give me the electrical blueprints for an entire prison. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he says? I think that's what he says. Okay. Something like that. I All thought I heard was... was <laughs> he definitely said blueprints. I don't know if it was electrical, but it sounded like electrical. This movie, I feel, has a um, a problem with the dialogue sometimes, where it's hard to hear, hard to make up. Uh, during the scene... Admittedly, I watched it on a very fancy-pantsy Blu-ray. So. Nice. Yeah. There was no subtitles on my tape. Uh, the scene with the mirrors near the end, where they were talking to the jail cells yep. with the mirrors, like I couldn't make out. Like, we got to Yes, we got to close oh, up. Oh, the like, dialogue. That's all I could hear. Like, damn it, is mixed so low in this movie. Oh, right. So and then when the music low. kicks in or things explode, okay, that's not yep. that's my copy. No, it's oh, not. Okay. No, I had my I had my TV up to like seventy, I think, out of a hundred. <laughs> so yeah, very very low. Um. Okay. So they have a little conversation about the fact that the warden's not sleeping well, just to point out all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, v goes out in the yard, and he's drawing a key in the dirt. What the hell was up with that? <laughs> I couldn't get... I was trying to make sense of that. And the lasagna comes over, and he's like, Hey, what's that? I saw you drawing a key. It's like, yeah. I drew a key in the sand. <laughs> it's, it's how I'm going to get out of here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I got like like to admit, this one I did not follow yeah. either. Like, maybe he's such a savant with locks that he's like, I think I know what this one looks like. And he's like, <laughs> there's a little valley there, and there's a hill there, and a bigger hill. And I don't know. Who knows? And now I just need to make this key materialize. <laughs> ah, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either way. So Keanu's dad hands out some pickaxes and sends Vigo and some others down to the basement. What the F? Like... <laughs> All these guys are pretty are, are hardened criminals, right? I mean, that's why yep. they're in this dangerous place. And they give them all spike axes? They <laughs> aren't even... Their legs aren't chained. Yeah. Their hands aren't yeah. chained. They're just like, here, here have, have an the axe. most dangerous thing have an axe. Here's an axe on the you. planet. Axe for you. Every, <laughs> axe for you. Everybody just lines up and gets their there, spike there axes. Are so, there are so many <laughs> moments in this movie, uh, like when Vigo and the guy go down to the basement, that they're just like crowded into an area where the oh, cop yeah. doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have anything. He's just like in Take there in a tiny little room with two dudes with massive deadly weapons. Just waiting to start a game of manhunt. Yeah. It does not make any sense. <laughs> no, I, those those moments definitely stand out like a sore thumb. And there's a bunch of them where it's just like, this is, this is bad form for the guards. But yep. again, everybody here's got a heart of gold. It, the jail's just started, too. I mean, they'll figure out all, along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even at the end, when everything has gone to hell, Tiny Lister doesn't want to hurt the guard. Yeah. That, honestly, not going to lie, that pissed me off. Taking out Tiny Lister pissed me off. Yep. I wanted him to survive that shotgun blast. Yeah. I wanted him to just be like, man, fuck it, brush it off. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he didn't, we wouldn't know if he was still alive or not. 
Exactly. We don't know what movie's just like F you. What happens to the rest of the hundred prisoners? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, for a movie that is ostensibly about the uh, the humanity of people in dire situations who may be accused by the government of certain things. It's like, okay, we're done. These two characters that we like are done, and everybody else. These two characters technically just broke out of jail, so they're probably just gonna go right back in. (laughs) <laughs> right. No, what's your nuts is gonna get of it uh, charged with the eating and abetting and escape? Oh, absolutely. I think we could have. I think we really could have used an ending like Animal House, where we yes. got little title cards text, coming yep. up so that everybody's like, Tiny Lister got out next <laughs> on a technicality. You know, whatever. He now raises fucking puppies in Anaheim. <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah. Um, or just like a moment where they're like, turns out. That if you go through something like this, there's a clause that you all go free, and everybody jumps up in the air and raises their fist, and they all like freeze, freeze. frame. Yeah, <laughs> and then it plays "Walking on Sunshine" and credits roll. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> Honestly, I would have too. I gotta say though, the ending of this movie, just the the creature ending of this movie, oh, yeah. is so spectacular. I love that thing so much. Yep. Oh my god. One of the most, I mean, it's so good that it pisses me off that it wasn't used more. Like, I would have loved him to show up like that again and again. Imagine seeing that coming at you in a hallway shot. Like, that's the thing is that, like, it was outdoors, so it almost wasn't as, wasn't as effective. If that was, if that popped up in the hallway and just filled the whole space of the hallway. Yeah. Just, like, pants shittingly terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so good. Okay, so... They're they're picking away at the the entrance to the execution chamber. And why are they doing this? <sighs> Nobody's going down there. <laughs> it's not like they're reopening that room to do electrocutions. But the warden's just like, I need you to go uncover that murder room I used forever ago. It is very strange. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, I mean, that's what we got. <laughs> I, I could definitely feel. I could see what the what the point might be where he's like, oh, I'm having bad dreams and the only way I can do it, like there's something about the spirit that's like driving him to do it and he doesn't realize mm-hmm. it, like a pet cemetery situation. That would have worked, like, yeah. It's eating at him and it's like, if only I could get into this thing, then these bad dreams would go away. Yep. You know, it, I would have loved a little bit more text to explain that where it's just like, I, I know that these dreams are going to end if I can just see that room again. Yep. You know, and it's just the spirit fucking with him and then it gets out and then, you know, hell breaks loose. Uh, so, but, you know, everything's fine. They're doing some really realistic pickaxe work there. Yeah. They clearly had a big concrete wall that they were busting oh, into. Oh, no. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> well, talking's fun um, <laughs> they were able to do a lot at this prison set because it was actually set a lot of it was set for demolition right so they were just like who gives a shit yeah, wreck exactly. it so they were able to just smash it like this yeah that gate uh, that the bus drives through did not exist they cut that they cut that to make that gate that makes sense yep that's probably why the secondary gate that they smashed through was probably just the gate that they made yeah quite possibly that yeah makes sense uh, because I didn't understand what that no, was. No, 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 no. I think that might have been the actual wall. Like, or they just nailed up some two by fours for shock. But that whole sliding metal gate thing for the bus that they made that gate. Right. I was just assuming. Well, yeah. I don't. But I didn't understand what they busted through then. 
Yeah, uh, some wood. Sure. <laughs> while while the gate was closed, a bunch of people made another wooden gate. Yes, it's, behind it's, it's, that it's, one. It's a fail safe because they're really good about closing gates around here. Uh, sure, that's great. Uh, why not? Yeah, what the fuck was that thing? <laughs> no, no idea. I would really like to know. Son of a bitch. Is it wood? <laughs> Is it wood? Uh, <laughs> The boiler starts blowing fireballs out of it. Shit explodes. Vigo is nearly sucked in. Windows blow out. And then all of a sudden, everything goes back to normal. Uh, but we but they see- lost their power, right? <laughs> yes. During this? Yep, okay. And also, there's a hole burned in the door upstairs. Like, the one that they came through is now a burning hole where the spirit blasted <laughs> through the door. Which is great. Um, okay. So, there's this... The the guy that is helping Vigo dig through this this thing, he is, I assume, a Santeria practitioner. He's like a he's like a movie shorthand for voodoo or yes. something. Like it's yep. just whatever in the eighties. They're like black guy with religion that yep. isn't Christianity. He's got cool. It's he's spooky. Got lots of candles and necklaces <laughs> and bones. Yep, exactly. It's just some some sort of. I don't know what I'm talking about. Bullshit. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Fine. Well, we'll call him the religious guy then. Uh, the religious guy keeps saying, I shook its hand, which is creepy. Yeah. I love that line. Um, uh, they, they're all fucked up. Like they're got like burns and stuff smashed up in their faces. So they go to the infirmary and uh, Catherine, the only woman in the movie is in the infirmary for some reason, I guess because she's, going to be the nurse oh we skipped over the part where uh the guy burned to death during this that was all this one scene right when they set the guy free the other people got all screwed up in the containment units no not yet oh okay no 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 he he goes intentionally after them oh okay for some reason um but yeah it's actually it's right here so but she and vigo have a moment first where it's like, oh, look at this handsome, smooth criminal. My goodness. Uh, I think I saw you on TV. That famous, <laughs> sexy car. <laughs> I was on America's Most Wanted. I killed three children. Oh, my. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> three, you say. Uh, okay, so down in the hole, the guy that didn't do anything is tormenting Rabbit by smoking cigarettes that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the evil ghost guy just decides to cook this poor bastard alive. Who's yeah. the only one who didn't do anything in this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, he's a cool ghost. No, he's cool, a cool, cool ghost. Cool. He's an asshole ghost. He, this is, this ghost punches down like <laughs> big time. This ghost is like, oh, I could go after the warden first. Yep. Why don't I just go after a bunch <laughs> of people who are probably wrongly accused? Yeah cool uh but they he totally melts this guy Mm -hmm. like like he is this scene is incredible oh it's great the walls start heating up and his sneakers start melting and they're just like turning into puddles yep and we get this great great animatronic puppet made of the guy screaming in the flames oh my god yeah (laughs) like full-on like the stuff level puppet of somebody's head melting 
Um, which is funny because his head melts, but then he's kind of a brisket afterwards. He's like nice and crispy and delicious looking when he falls through the door. Ghost, ghosts do that. Mm-hmm. That's how you can tell if a ghost set you on fire. Because <laughs> you, like you melt, then you, then you reform. You yeah. Reform. Uh, yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, Vigo is of course our hero, so he's going to try to save the one guy who is not completely melted. He tries mm-hmm. to save Rabbit. Yep. Cannot, or I mean the other guy. Too late. Can't save him. He falls out of the place completely, completely burned to a crisp. And then he goes after Rabbit. He manages to get through the door, pull Rabbit out before he is cooked alive. Uh, so he's a hero again. And uh, we cut to him taking a sexy shower. What's his name? Vigo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember. I just call him I don't, Vigo. I don't either. And he's supposed to be like our main good guy character. It's just like, whatever. Whatever. He doesn't need a name. He's the man with no name. It's like a Clint Eastwood. No, name. okay, cool. He's a cool guy. Then we get him taking a shower, and then the warden's all like, Why would you risk your life for, for a low life like Rabbit? It's not going to help you at the parole board. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, he can't even like fathom like just helping somebody out. He's just like, ah, he must right. have did this for help. Not going to work. But also... <laughs> It probably, it probably will. will help. It probably will yeah. help. Also, like if your lawyer brings up the fact that you saved a guy's life in prison, that you risked your life to save a dude yeah. who was about to burn to death, I think it's going to help your case. <laughs> um, so, uh, Lasagna's trying to be friends with Vigo, but Vigo's too cool to even be friends with people. Um, lasagna then- throws him a football, but he misses it, and it's caught by Rhino. And then, Uh-oh. and then, what's Rhino's deal here? What's he asking him for? Okay, so Rhino is. A, I feel like this; these lines were written before we, before anybody knew anything about what this prison was going to look like, mm-hmm. because this prison is too run down for the things that he's claiming that he runs. He's <laughs> like, I need somebody to take care of my poker tables, my, you know, what? <laughs> like he's got all this like list of things. Yeah. That he like, does like there. he was kingpin in jail, right, exactly. Okay, like like it was like a real jail that might actually have contraband and might actually have things. Whereas this looks like it straight up looks like it's the thirties. Yeah, you know, like nobody has anything. If somebody gets a cigarette, they're lucky. <laughs> you know, like this place is just garbage. But uh, he's basically pretending to be the kingpin, and he's like, "I could use a man like you in my organization." And Vigo's <laughs> like. No, no thanks. Yeah. And he's like, nobody says no to the rhino. So no football for you. <laughs> so you can't have your football back. And he's like, well, how about if I squeeze your testicles real nice? <laughs> Forever. It's just, he's just crushing this man's I love testicles. that rhino's uh, young man, manservant there carries that radio around too. Like, give me a soundtrack wherever I walk. <laughs> yep, I like that too. But uh, yeah, so... He's tough enough to even stand up to the toughest guy there, Rhino, who I'm just going to say is not the toughest guy there. And if uh, Tiny Lister decided to say anything about the order of things, I think this guy would be oh yeah taken down very quickly. He's well, just... he becomes paralyzed the minute you touch his balls. Like, he can't throw a fist or, like, punch the guy in the head or anything. He's just like, ow, my ball! I'm just going to stand here frozen like ice and go, ooh, 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 ow, ow, ow. <laughs> God, I... I mean, yes, that would suck. I am trying to picture what would happen, and I don't want to think about we it. We could try it after the show. You know what? Maybe Let's just do it right now okay. on air. 
huh, this is great. I'm actually really enjoying this. (laughs) I don't know what his problem was. Anyway, okay. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Well, bring back the 80s high-pitched voice after ball injury joke. uh, It was everywhere. Don't we all miss it? Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) Rabbit's going to escape tonight. He tells Lasagna and Vigo. And uh, Catherine's driving out. The warden steals her incident report on the accident. So there's no way she can she could replicate this anywhere else. It's only if it's typed on the computer yep. that's there. We find out she has a computer in her fucking hotel later yeah. on. And it's like, even if that was the problem, you have one there, dummy. Oh, well. The other, th- <laughs> the other thing that's fascinating is this scene when everybody's just having a blast... Out like all the cell doors are open, and everybody's like people are playing chess and they're yep. like hanging out. Somebody's getting a haircut. They're like <laughs> they got full. They got they got electric guitars in that jail. It looks like <laughs> exactly they've got a full band. It looks like it's a blast <laughs> to be there in that scene. It every time everyone's out of their cells, this movie looks like a musical about people in prison. <laughs> Like, it looks like everybody's about to start singing or, like, yeah. they're going to start snapping their fingers and do a big musical number. Because a lot of it's fairly staged looking, you know. Oh, especially the riot later. <laughs> <laughs> right. The riot The riot looked a lot like a musical. Like, yes. that was a West Side Story <laughs> riot. Um, okay. So. Going to need every, all of you to throw tissues in the air a lot. And if you could try to catch them, because we don't have a lot of tissue, <laughs> and toss them back up again. <laughs> try not to try not to actually drop them. Extra number twelve. You're nailing it. <laughs> Keep yes. throwing that blanket. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, the warden goes down to confront his fears and open the execution chamber. He brings that crucifix that he stole, and he puts it on the chair, and the lights go out. Oh no. Uh, Croesus explains that. Uh, he mistakes Vigo for this person. He's like, he freaks out and he's like, I knew you'd be back. Ah! Mm. And Vigo puts his glasses on. And he's like, Hey man, it's yeah. just me. It's just, just your old pal Strider. <laughs> I'm out here wandering around out, out in Mordor where the shadows lie. Come on, man. Who is Strider? Who is, uh, was that, is that Lord of the Ring? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't watch movies. You Philistine. <laughs> uh, okay. Warden orders lockdown because the lights go out. Uh, Rabbit makes a run for it here. And because the power went out, this turns out to be the worst time for him to do this because they're doing a full-on body count of everybody in the prison. But he somehow get that religious guy covers for him. Somehow the religious guy manages to cover for With him. like the lamest excuse, like, oh, he's tired. Just let him sleep. Like, no, I need to hear his voice. That's how a head check works. That's how this works. That's not like... <laughs> oh, okay. Care, move, carry on. Move, move on. <laughs> he's hiding under the bed. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> want to talk to you, but he, I, he's here. He's painted like the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yep, yeah, he, he gets out, and this is awesome. I yeah. love this kill so much. Uh, great lighting. The, the way that the ghost chases him and the lights just kind yep. of follow underneath the floorboards and then the pipes start acting weird they start cutting off his escape route we just see like pipes coming from out of nowhere until eventually one goes right through his forehead 
and everybody's like, I wonder if he made it out. They all start talking loudly about the escape that they're not supposed to know about <laughs> at breakfast, which is also great. Um, and <laughs> and lasagna's eating his breakfast mashed potatoes. I think those are grits. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I call grits. breakfast mashed breakfast potatoes, mashed potatoes. Uh, and he gets. I'm, gonna, I'm going to myself now. <laughs> My breakfast taters, uh, and he My gets BMPs. <laughs> and we get a great scene. We get a a great like Peter Jackson gross out scene. Yeah, where he's just like like not looking down at his food and eating his eating his grits, and they're full of the blood that's pouring out of the. Out of the light, light bulb, bulb, which explodes. Light bulb explodes. Floor then explodes, or ceiling. Ceiling, yeah. You know, one man's ceiling is another man's floor. But uh, in this case, in a high rise prison, it is a ceiling that explodes, and we get this just hellraiser level of. Oh yeah. It looked like virus. It was just. I love that movie. So many pipes through so many parts of his body. It's just. And then he's followed by about 15 gallons of blood on the way down. <laughs> so his body comes down pretty pretty dry, and somehow the blood was elsewhere, and it just comes down. The whole effect is just magical. Mm-hmm. It is wonderfully gross and really cool. And it is also almost undeniably supernatural. Oh, yeah. It's one of those moments where they're like, eh, I wonder who did this. It's like, speak up. Speak who up. wrapped this guy in tons of cable in the ceiling and then made him drop out at breakfast? <laughs> and made the floor explode. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Which reminds me, you know what this scene looked like? What? The scene that traumatized me as a kid in Superman 3. I never seen so much like that. Oh my God. The Richard Pryor Superman movie. There's this thing. Richard Pryor's a computer programmer, and then he gets, like, possessed by his computer. Mm-hmm. But all the wires just start, like, asphyxiating him, going into his nose and mouth <laughs> and ears, and it's horrifying. As a kid, I was like, I don't ever want to see this movie again. That happened in Monster High, too. Really? Yeah. Computer nerd kid who was playing the video games yeah. became that computer... He had the computer monitor for his head in the basketball game, and he all went... Wow, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. That's a goodie. I need to see it again. Uh, okay. So, uh, Warden kicks Catherine out again. Who cares? <laughs> of course Kick not. her out of this movie. Exactly. Uh, they tear through the cells looking for a motive or a confession. By tearing through, they just tear the place apart. They, they just, just break everybody's everything. And what are they looking for? The mystery <laughs> tool you use to strap them in to... The ceiling wires? There was a funny there was a funny payoff to this where he was like, We haven't found anything except for these hundred and seventy-five shivs. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, this is what we found, and they just dump shivs yeah. everywhere. I'm just wondering what they're expecting to find. Like what <laughs> a, a, a confession? Uh yeah, a bloody clothes, maybe, or something? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's nothing they could have found. <laughs> How to I mean, hell raise your fellow prisoner. <laughs> I mean, it's it's also another it is another example of how he's going insane. Yeah. Where where you're like, dude, there's pipes through him. Mm-hmm. Like, you think somebody cut all those pipes and put them through him in different ways and pulled him apart? 
you don't like if you had a serial killer there, but none of these guys, they all seem like car thieves and yeah. like sexy car thieves. They all that. seem like a bunch of sexy car thieves. <laughs> uh yep. So the this is this is the moment that was like out of a twenties movie as opposed to a modern movie where he's like, All right, everybody out and you bring your mattresses out yeah. into the and this is just another one of those parts where I hated, where I was just like, oh man, I don't want everybody losing their beds. They already live in crap. They just got their checkerboards yeah. and guitars smashed. Yeah. Now I got to watch them burn, set their beds on. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Everything everything that they they value in their poor lives has been burned or smashed at this point. Yeah. The smashing the guitar and all that stuff. Bummer. So then we just watch uh, all of them get their beds set on fire. And then still nobody confesses because nobody did it. Yep. So they're just like, all right, now take all your damn clothes off and stand out here overnight. Like, fuck, movie. (laughs) (laughs) I can see see how this... This is torture shit. (laughs) It is. Yeah, Yeah. no, it is. I mean, it's weird because I feel like I've seen enough prison movies that it's like, okay, this is kind of the thing. This is how how they treat you in these movies. And... Eh, again, all those movies are like from the tw- like not from the twenties, but like set in the twenties or thirties or forties. You say just didn't do that reform school girls thing and just bring a cat in to kill for no reason. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um. <clears throat> all right. If nobody confesses, I'm killing fifty cats. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine wants to shut down the prison for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> She's got some issues. Um, everybody's been standing in their underwear all night, and finally, Creasus falls down, and Ted's dad steps on his hand because he's a piece of shit. He's also he's a bad man and a racist and a bad racist. He's all of those things. Uh, and they're like, "Listen, <laughs> you're starting to get to the point where you're committing hate crimes." Yeah. You take you a go, break, go knucklehead. Get a, go get a coffee. <laughs> it happens to us all. We just yeah. get a little overtired and start committing hate crimes. <laughs> it's all part of being a cop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go get a coffee. And so they he does go get a coffee. They're going to offend all of our cop listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry, cop listeners. I know that there are plenty of good cops out there. I, I do actually, honest to God, believe that. So. Yeah, they're the ones that listen to our show. The Literally the only good police officers <laughs> are the ones that listen to our show. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I have met plenty of very nice cops. Uh, okay, so he goes inside for a nap and some coffee at the same time. He goes for a coffee, coffee nap, and, and porn. And, and a drink. Coffee, drink, nap, porn. Yep. All at once. <laughs> he does all of these things. Uh, he, he falls asleep, and this is... I love this about our ghost here. You don't get this in a lot of movies. Uh, This ghost that is very bold. You would have to say that this is a very bold, murderous ghost. The (laughs) one that filled a guy full of pipes. Yeah. Uh, Every time uh, fucking Ted's dad wakes up, he's like, whoop, I'm going to (laughs) hide. Like he starts going. So there's a bunch of barbed wire in this shack and he starts unwinding it. The ghost starts unwinding it. And then, (laughs) the guard wakes up he's like whoop stops he's like okay I'm going back to sleep goes there and then starts unwinding it and then once he's got enough out there he goes full on like like final destination with this thing where you're like oh yeah you think that he's gonna wrap him up right away just like strangle him to death 
It's like, no, no, let's, I'm let's... going for his shotgun yep, first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire a shotgun with my sentient barbed wire. Yep. This guy's got skills. Yeah, he misses him, so not that great. But I don't think he wanted to kill him. No, I think well, he wanted you to... try possessing barbed wire and shooting a shotgun with it. Okay, it ain't fair. easy. I'm sure it isn't, but it looks amazing. Yeah, the whole thing looks incredible. So he he ducks the bullet somehow, and then the ghost is like, "Well, then screw this. I'm just going to tie you up. I'm just going to hellraiser you up completely. Completely hellraisers the guy, binds him to the chair, and he's just bleeding and screaming and just completely barbed wired, and he looks like he's in an electric chair because they've covered his eyes and they've covered his mouth, and it's like." It and works then this really kill, well. this kill just goes to Cuckoo Town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was this is why this movie is next level for me, is these things and this moment where you're like, well, that was that was really intense. What just happened? Yep. And then the barbed wire <laughs> slingshots him through the ceiling and into the office of the warden where the warden is at his desk and he presents this guy who looks like he's been executed in an electric chair wrapped in barbed wire right in front of him. And unlike Eddie Furlong, uh, this warden is spooked out (laughs) and freaked out (laughs) by this moment. This moment affects him for some reason. He's like, I can't help but think that this was addressed to me, the guy that executed someone in an electric chair who didn't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, it's the balls on this guy to not just be like, well, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Taking an early retirement. I've seen enough. <laughs> you guys can get a new warden. No, I love how he, he calls his guard up there by breaking his own window. <laughs> oh, hey, Kevin, get up here. Check this out. This is really cool. <laughs> is this guy up here in a chair and whatever? It's pretty gross and gnarly. You should want to come check it out. Dude, it's like a gore zone issue up here. <laughs> uh, I was just reading about prison and the newest issue of Fango. <laughs> That's what oh. the guards should have been. Guards should have been reading Fango. <laughs> they would have gotten the better review. Yep. That's how you do it. Okay. So. And the warden would have been like, whoa, get up here. Yeah. Something looks like it's just out of Hellraiser. <laughs> but okay. Also so, available from New World Video. Yeah. Okay, so he's... The, the warden is either like completely insane in denial or whatever is going on because not only is he bound up to look like he's in an electric chair and has inexplicably clearly supernaturally shot through the floor when he was the only person there and is the only person who could have been there he's also holding the crucifix yeah and he's like okay I gotta do cavity searches on everybody and find out who did this (laughs) (laughs) who okay okay one of you has a pneumatic catapult up your ass (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get to the bottom of this by getting to your bottom who has a a 20 ton crane (laughs) (laughs) secreted under their mattress why you got no mattress nobody's got mattress maybe it's dressed up as an inmate (laughs) you hiding this crane behind this Rambo poster (laughs) yeah Uh, okay so uh, Creasus, while this all, is all going on, Creasus steals a gun from one of the... This was weird. I, I didn't get this scene. I liked it. 
Uh, what do you mean? Like, what was he going to do? Or what was his plan? And then he shot, shoots himself in the foot. His his plan was first to bring out the warden. And I think he was like, he just wanted to see what was going on. And he was like, he saw the warden. He was like, well, yep, you're as scared as I am. You know what's going on. Ever since this boy showed up, you've been terrified. Uh, and he's like, a man would be crazy to want to stay here. And then he points the gun down at his foot, shoots it. The idea being that he thinks that he's injured himself enough that they're going to call an ambulance and get him off the premises. Oh, okay. That was what that was. And then the warden being the is he dick new to prison? He is. He is. He ain't going to take you out of prison for a foot injury. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, they're not. I mean,. This place, because they don't have anybody except for Catherine, who's working in the infirmary. Why is she working in the infirmary? <laughs> she wasn't. She just happened to be there. Oh, okay. And she was like... And you're like, oh, you're a female. You must be a nurse, <laughs> too. I think that's literally what happened, was they were like, you must be the nurse person <laughs> who is literally in charge of us. Like, <laughs> she's on the board of directors of the fucking yeah. prison. Uh there is no medical staff at this place. There is, is there? no, there's no, no medical okay. staff. Makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. They go into total lockdown. Uh, v- uh, Vigo yells at the warden. He's like, you get him an ambulance. And he's like, you in the hole. And so Vigo gets sent to the hole. And I think he gets sent in completely naked too, which was very strange. Like, I think they took his underpants away. It yeah, seemed like that. it was in the scene, but um, so riot gear full lockdown on the facility, and in the middle of the lockdown, <clears throat> the lights go out. They can't even Again. activate the magnetic locks now. Yep. So they're like, "Hey guys, okay. this lockdown ain't gonna work. Maybe it's time to go in riot. We're gonna handcuff everybody individually to their beds now." That's a lot of handcuffs, but I guess they probably have them. I was wondering about that <laughs> i mean it, you do must you have one set of handcuffs per pris i mean you yeah, probably would have to yeah in a situation where there's a true yep that, you know, okay that makes a sense potential now. for a riot like this yeah absolutely um so this is where they start doing the west side story stuff where they're yeah. just like throwing, <laughs> throwing bed sheets like no we're revolting <laughs> yes sure are <laughs> anyway um so anyway, during the riot, just watch the guy on the ground floor with the blanket. This guy just throws a blanket up, catches it, throws it up again, catches it. I'm just yeah. like, what? I like him. Uh, <laughs> blanket but, dude rules. When the cops break out the tear gas and the riot gear. Uh, but it was also pretty obvious from moment one. I mean, just from the way that they cast this movie, that there are not enough cops to take care of this situation. Oh, yeah. So it looks like things are going bad, but uh, cops shove everybody back in the they, cells. They get him. Yeah. They apparently they had they enough. Somehow pull it off. They yeah. had enough cops to push Tiny Lister in there, and also Tiny Lister hilarious moment with him and the the riot cops, where like they are, like they're all underneath his like his armpit. The oh, cops yeah. that are like they're in full riot gear. But he could just, like, lean his elbow on all of their heads. He's just fucking massive <laughs> compared to these guys. I'm sure that they probably chose smaller guys just to make it look cooler, but crazy. Um, okay, so 
the Santeria guy or whatever goes, we're all going to die for sure, <laughs> which is great. His performance, he goes all in. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not good, but it's great. Yeah. Like, if he was left to his own devices, he probably would have acted normally. But I'm sure the director was like, no, 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 go bigger, go bigger, go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. And he goes, oh, 80s voodoo guy. Jesus, sweat more (laughs) and (laughs) and act crazier. And he does uh, he does a great job. And so his goal here is to what summon the creature that he feels lives here. Yeah, he he says that there's a bad Kana which is there's a kana or a bad spirit going around killing everyone. And the only way to stop it is to find out what it wants. So he's going to summon it to find out what it needs so that it can be put to rest. Okay. And that's his, that's his idea. So we go back to your favorite part of the movie, Catherine in her hotel room. Yeah. Playing on her computer. No, she's just getting out of the shower. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Clock radio turns on. What? TV turns on. What? Whoa. <laughs> She's got an ADHD ghost. He's like doing six things at once, bro. I do like the old commercial for the Mustang on the TV. That was good. Uh, her computer turns on and starts displaying crazy crap. And then we get like a Tandy logo of 1964 popping yeah. up. That was That's a, an important date. It is. She's like, I wonder what that <laughs> means. It also prints out a million times on her dot matrix printer. Um. So the warden's sitting at his desk polishing his bullets, and he tells his second-in-command to arm all of the guards, which is... What, ten of them? <laughs> insane. <laughs> the, the reason that you don't arm guards isn't because you don't want them to kill someone. It's because it's easy for the fucking inmates to take your gun yeah. and start killing you. It's... <laughs> but, but luckily for them... Literally every person here is a great person because they would never do that. There isn't a single inmate here who would do it with the exception of one. There's only one inmate here who's willing to shoot a guard. And it's because he's had he's had a lifetime of experience with these assholes. We talking Creases? Creases. Of course. Mm. He's the only person that kills a guard. On this whole movie. Oh, that's right. He doesn't do that. He does. Uh, you know, it's too late for him anyway, he realizes. He's like, I'll take as many of these motherfuckers as I can. <laughs> um, so, uh, Catherine finds out the backstory from some wise old librarian or something who tells her that in 1964, a convict was executed for killing another prisoner. Uh, he was the last convict executed there. He shows her the paper, and it looks just like Vigo. So the last convict to be executed there was executed for killing a prisoner there, but he was executed wrongly? Yes. I mean, I guess he doesn't say that they were wrongly accused. Did I Did I say that? If I did, I was wrong. Uh, no, the, we, the movie does say that he was wrongly, Yes, right? no, no. He was, he was executed for killing another for a fellow prisoner. The reason... Uh, so, what happened is the warden killed this person mm-hmm. and then blamed it on a prisoner. And then he was convicted based on Croesus' testimony... And Croesus testified because the warden basically put the strong arm on him to back up his story and said, hey, I'll give you special treatment, whatever else. Oh, that's a cool backstory. I wish they would have made that clearer so I could have understood it. <laughs> well, that is the deal. So, uh, I don't know how you got that out of it. 
I think it's pretty much explained, but <laughs> it's a big pet peeve of mine. I mean, maybe I'm just a. I mean, I know I I'm mean, not. I know I'm not super smart. Well, but no, like, I mean, damn, I, I think you just this. weren't paying attention to him in bed because the moment when uh, the warden comes in and talks to Creasus when Creasus is in bed with his gunshot mm-hmm. wound, he basically spells that whole thing out. Okay, like, the whole deal where he was the warden's like, "Why do you think you got so much special treatment over the years?" You know, he's like, he, Creasus says, "Oh, he's coming to get us for what we did." You know, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think he pretty much spells the whole thing out. Okay, I remember that scene, yeah, but it didn't really... I, just, I need to be shown things <laughs> in a flashback. Fair. Um, okay. Visual person. Yeah. God, uh, I hate talking in movies. No, but it is true, though. <laughs> I mean, this movie does not do a lot of, like, explanation via flashback or via visual stuff. Yep. Considering what a ridiculously visual person Rennie Harlan is with mm, his filmmaking... Yeah. Like, he tends to go big with, like, beautiful visuals. I I still wonder how much money this movie cost. I'm sure that I could look it up, but it's like... I think I looked it up and it was $4 million. Jesus Christ. That is cheap as hell. Yeah. This movie looks so good. But they didn't have to buy any sets, exactly. really. Like, <laughs> but it's, again, it's just super smart. Yep. And, like... I love Rennie Harlan. I think he's a great director, and I I like. Every, well, not I was looking up his filmography, and I think this and Nightmare was the only things I I saw. Did, he's, am I crazy? Nightmare did he, Four. Did he marry? Uh, uh, b- 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 You're asking the wrong dude. Shit, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, forget it. Doesn't matter. I thought that I thought that he married a famous actress and then made Cutthroat Island with her, and then with Gina Davis, and then. It ruined his career. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. Yeah, I mean, I looked I at... I certainly have I never his, seen Cutthroat Island. I haven't so. either. I looked at his filmography and I recognized a lot of titles. But yeah, I think this and Nightmare 4 were the only things I've seen. I love him. Nightmare 4. Me too. Um, okay. Okay. We got uh, Santeria guy doing a big ceremony. He takes some broken glass, cuts a big gash in his chest. <laughs> he's Of course he does. He's acting the <laughs> shit out of this. Uh, Vigo pulls down the vent in his little cell in his whatever it is and he starts fashioning a lock pick out of it because he is the master of unlocking just like Jill Valentine um, I know that reference Resident Evil reference <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that one nice finally <laughs> For some weird reason, the yeah, we got the we got the Santeria guy, and he's summoning the evil spirit. He wants to ask it what it wants, and it doesn't really show up to him. It basically just shines a big light on his chest and blows, <laughs> blows a, a hole huge through hole through him, like Predator style. Like he he really gets a Jesse Ventura yeah in this scene. So looks great, yeah, definitely. Uh, so this clearly has pissed off this spirit whatever he just did was the wrong move because the spirit is now batshit and he just starts electrocuting people willy nilly yep throwing guards off uh oh my god that guard does a full-on railing kill he (laughs) does like a straight up canon action movie railing fall (laughs) awesome uh Vigo is now, uh, Vigo has broken out and he Superman punches a guard, which was hilarious. He like full on flying punch in the face and then steals his clothes. He breaks into an office and he's like, 
whoa, this computer is calling to me. <laughs> I have a... <laughs> he's clearly got a some sort of connection to this ghost because they look the same. So he sure. gets close to the computer and it's going to tell him something. JK, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything else, it fucking explodes. So uh the Catherine's computer also explodes and uh but not before it prints out the prison dies tonight a <laughs> all bunch could, of times. all i could think of was halloween kills when i saw <laughs> prison dies tonight the prison, the prison dies, dies tonight. tonight the prison, the prison dies, dies tonight. tonight and like what so is that what the ghost is doing right now he's like chanting that to her <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that's that's always the... I, we've talked about this before, but that's the hilarious ghost thing. It's like, so how did... What is the ghost doing? And why are you telling her? And why do you think she... Can, can the like, ghost program in basic? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does he know how to make this print out? What process is he using how as a ghost to print shit out on a dot matrix printer? Why was this ghost imprisoned in this wall anyway? Seems like he can travel through electricity and everything. Wouldn't he travel through the wires of that electric chair? And now he can just leave jail too and go fuck around in hotel yeah. rooms. <laughs> I mean, so you know what this movie could have used? It could have used the warden talking to the Santeria guy. I think that the warden, knowing that he was like a priest or something like, and <clears throat> if his name was like priest. Mm-hmm. And he was known to be this famous Santeria practitioner or whatever. And he was kind of notorious around the around the place. The warden goes to him and he's like, you know what happened? How can I make this stop? And he's like, you've got to get. Did you take something from the from the scene? Do you have something? If if you have something, he could be haunting you. Yeah. You know, if you have a possession of his and he's like, well, I have his crucifix. You need to get it back to the place where he's interred cool, I'm going to smash a hole in this wall and get it and put it, which he does. Yep. Okay. That was what he did. But we don't know why he did it. Yeah. Like, if he had been talking to this religious guy where you're like, oh, he knows shit about spirits because that's his deal. He's a demonologist yep. or he's a whatever. And then they he goes in there and he's like, oh, unless he's a... <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> Turns oh, yeah, out, <laughs> oh, yeah, if he's... I mean, but... He's probably not a not one of these. Oh shit, he's one of these. <laughs> he's one of these. Uh, he can go anywhere, and he doesn't even care about getting his necklace back. Doesn't. He turns out he didn't want that at all. Turns out it's a different necklace every time you shoot it because sometimes it's on a link chain and sometimes it's on one of those really tight chains. It turns out he just wants to learn programming. Yes, he's <laughs> really excited about your Apple IIe. E. Uh, he signed away for a course from ITT Tech. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so inmates try to get out, and one of the only remaining guards at this point, because most of the guards have been frizzle fried or knocked <laughs> out by Vigo, uh, he's basically the last guy left, and he's got a shotgun, and he's trying to hold 50 ish inmates at bay. Tiny Lister moves everybody back against the wall and he's like hey everybody shut the fuck up he's the only person that everybody's gonna listen to because yep. nobody's gonna fuck with him and he starts talking to the guard and he's like hey john or whatever his name is he's like listen we know you 
don't do this. Don't be a fucking asshole. We need to get out of here. You're one of us. You need to get out of here with us. Come on, man. Don't be like this. And the guy is a panicky. I mean, you look at the guy. He's he's on his last nerve and he's not using proper trigger you know, technique. Yep. And he's just he's clearly going to accidentally shoot somebody. And he, he does. does. <laughs> uh, but it's a scatter gun, so it doesn't blow a hole through Tiny. And also, Tiny's a superhuman And then we get that monster. awesome chest pounding, like... Where he's just like, that really pissed me off! And he gets <sighs> up and he throws the guard. <laughs> I wish he threw him somewhere, though. I thought the throw was anticlimactic. Because the guard, like, got knocked out when he fell down, but, like, we just saw guards flying off balconies. This yeah. one's just like... <laughs> I think it was enough that it took his aggression out and you got the catharsis of him smacking the guy against mm-hmm. a wall but not so much that it took away the the message that these guys are at heart okay, not yeah. trying to kill anybody they're just like they're trying but to now live that I their think lives. about it if you get thrown from over tiny's head you're still falling quite the ways to the ground i mean even it, on the same level <laughs> very easily if he bounced off some bars he probably broke his neck yeah. on the way down <laughs> but whatever uh tiny's too injured to move and so they ditch him they have to leave him behind because who the fuck's carrying Tiny Lister out of there? Nobody. Uh, in the infirmary, the warden and Croesus have that that conversation I was talking about. Yep. He says that Charlie's here and he's there to kill them both. Croesus watched the warden kill somebody and then he sent an innocent man to the electric chair. So he was a witness. I guess that was the other the other part of this was that Croesus was witness to the killing because he says that outright. He says. I watched you kill a man. Okay. And then I lied about it, and this is the punishment that I deserve, or whatever. So, unsurprisingly, the warden is not cool about this and decides to kill Croesus. He does that by twisting his foot wound until it opens back (laughs) up again, and he just leaves him to bleed to death. So, gross. Yeah. Gross and painful and horrible. Very on brand for this dude. Uh, but turns out Vigo was right behind him and he starts choking the warden with a piece of rope or something and uh, throws Creases the keys and says, we're getting out of here. Creases is like, yeah, my foot's done bleeding, I guess. Let's go. He's like, well, <laughs> we find out later it wasn't done yeah. bleeding. <laughs> it's been bleeding a lot this whole time. Uh, he's just... He's just got a lot of oomph in him mm-hmm. for a guy that's slowly bleeding to death. It's all the years of drinking Lysol. I mean, that's, he's got, he doesn't have a single bacteria in his body. No. So he's <laughs> immune to infection. Lemon fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the gangrene tried to get in, but it was just like, oh God, oh, nice. <laughs> Two lemony just fresh. What doing, drinking Lysol? Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. So Rhino and Lasagna are going out to the yard. They're going to check the gun towers. They were the first. They were like, who's going to go out? I'm not going out. You go out. I'm going with you. (laughs) It was a really funny exchange. Uh, So Rhino and Lasagna go out to check the guards. There's nobody in the guard tower. So what could possibly go wrong? No, ghost Uh, possessing a machine gun. Damn it. (laughs) Didn't think about that. Uh, okay, so Ghostbusters lightning goes onto the guns once they decide to go out into the yard, and it mows down lasagna. 
Goodbye, lasagna. Goodbye, sweet lasagna. Flights of angels. Oh, lasagna. Sing thee to thy rest. And then everybody runs back inside to shut the gate. (laughs) But they close out uh, (laughs) Rhino. And the person who closes Rhino out is the one who was his his abuse victim. Yep. And so... <laughs> it was, we, that was good. Yeah. He's locking it and he's like, they're going to kill him. And he's like, fuck, fuck him. him. And then <laughs> we watch a pickaxe fly and impale Rhino through the back. He dies. Yep. Dead. Good riddance. Good fucking riddance. Um... All right. Vigo's marching the warden through. Yep. Vigo's marching the warden through with Croesus, and the the number one guard shows up. The big boss guard. Yep. Uh, he shows up at the end of the hallway with a shotgun. He's like, hey, you're not going anywhere. And Croesus comes around the corner with a handgun and is like, he got somewhere. you're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, the warden had it. I think it was the oh. warden's gun. And he's like, fuck you. Shoots the guy. Uh he manages to survive being shot a bunch of times and also gets an extra shot off and gets Croesus in the shoulder. Yep. So, uh, the murdering warden also calls Croesus a murderer at this point, which is fun irony. (laughs) Catherine drives through the gate and the ghost wastes all of its ammunition on trying to get her and doesn't think to go to the other tower, which it does later. But, (laughs) Uh, it's learning. It's it he is. Just came back out. <laughs> it's true. He's he's getting better all the time. Uh, Croesus, Vigo, and the warden meet her in the yard, and what happens here? Is this? Uh, there's this weird skip part of dialogue where they're just like, "We gotta get out of here." Yes. And the warden's like, "No." <laughs> then he's like, "Who do you want to believe, me or him?" Yeah, she pretty much instantly is like. You know what? I hate this warden, so any yeah. criminal is better than the warden. Yep. I mean, she's right, but it still seems weird that she would jump to that conclusion. Um, the ghost closes the gate, which again, middle of the night, why, why is the it open? gate open? <laughs> what is the point of this? That is insanity. But it was, and uh, okay, so Vigo apparently knows how to operate this gate. And he has to climb what barbed wire to get to it? Was that barbed wire? No, like I think a... it was. I think it was exposed wiring. Oh, okay. I think that I thought it was like barbed wire he was climbing up. No, I think it tore out whatever the wires were that were connecting the mm-hmm. the, the mechanism, so it couldn't work. Because we we see that mechanism work in the beginning. Well, yes. I mean, we see it, not Vigo, but yeah. But the the ghost has shorted it out so that it won't work again. I yeah. think. No, the guard has to manually crank it. That's what happened when the the bus got stolen. Oh, is that true? We, we see like a oh, guard okay. like cranking it to shut it really fast. Yeah, it's not electric. Totally cranking it. <laughs> Bro, just sitting up in that, <laughs> that guard tower cranking it. Um, so, yes, he does. He gets up there. Another gun comes to life. These things are like, I'm not a gun guy, but that's like a 40 caliber fucking machine gun. That would have taken another man's leg off. But yeah. this, of course, this is Strider. So Ow, it's just my like, calf. oh, boy, this is inconvenient. Yeah. And he <laughs> can keep climbing. To, yeah. That's the fucking, that's like the machine gun that Rambo used in that, like, that second to last Rambo movie where he's on the back of a Jeep yep. and just like incinerating people and they're just it's like the poster came to life they're just turning into powder (laughs) so yeah not not probably what would have happened but anyway 
he gets the control, opens it while screaming. <laughs> I guess something's going on. I don't know why he's screaming. Maybe I'd be screaming. Do you, do you see what's going you on? You know what? This whole time I would be screaming. Of <laughs> yeah. course. Of course. Uh, Catherine busts out dramatically because she finds a wooden door to go through somehow. <laughs> don't know what that was. Uh, Vigo climbs down the cyclone fencing on the side. He falls down the last three feet because it's dramatic to do that, I guess. Um, Catherine goes to help him, and nobody has noticed that Croesus has died sitting up. While pointing a gun at the warden. Yep. He's, the warden's like, hmm, hmm. poke, poke. <laughs> oh, oh, you did. <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> you do have a lot of holes in you, mm. and you're an old man. So yeah. this does stand to reason that you would be dead. Uh, so he takes his gun back. And doesn't really take very good aim. He tries to just kill both Catherine and Vigo at the same time. He misses. Gun runs out of bullets, and he's like, well, oh, shit. So he steals the car. Get out of here. <laughs> takes a drives off, which is a smart move. You know, it, so far he has not made that move. So <laughs> it was surprising <laughs> yeah. that he did not that he did it at this point. So he goes out, and lightning strikes in front of him, and just the most ungodly badass thing happens the fucking electrical the electric chair shows up with the executed prisoner in it full ghoul like everything's gray he's like a rotted corpse of the of the executed man and he just appears and barbecues the car and kills looks the, kills the right <laughs> that moment looks so incredible mm-hmm. that is just such like so many of these types of movies you're like wow what a cool thing that happened what another cool thing that happened and then the last thing that happens you're like well that's a letdown <laughs> you know like yeah oh everything happened and then you buried the bones and the thing went back or whatever you know like it's never like the the actual crisis moment of the movie is never the big deal and this is just yeah insane yep it looks so so good can't say enough but then they then Catherine and Vigo limp off into the sunset in the as the Wyoming camera desert, I guess. focuses yeah. on the crucifix <clears throat> I mean he goes back to prison I assume right I after assume this we don't know yeah <laughs> Catherine's now a felon I like I don't know <laughs> they're probably going to get blamed for killing the warden we don't know. We don't know. Movie ends. Yep. Movie ends. But it's definitely, it It has that feeling of a chainsaw ending where you're like, well, yeah, but <laughs> at this point, everybody's totally fucked. Yeah. So. All right. Maybe I like this movie more than I thought. I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. I straight up love this movie. I just wish there was more fun to it. There's like, oh, no, I there's agree. not, there's not very many jokes or humor or like. It definitely feels like they dropped the ball a couple times. And I think that probably having a director who English is not his first language, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he didn't write the script. It was written by uh, Erwin Yablons, right? I think so. Yes. The Halloween Halloween producer. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that was that was also like that was Erwin's idea, I think, was like he saw his first Finnish movie and was like, hey, this guy's amazing. I'm going to get him over here. And that was his first big break was doing this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a little too dry for my 
interests. And I've gone over every my dislikes. A little too no, I, a little I mean, too dry. A little too a little too too I, much extra stuff that just could have been chopped, including that whole character. We've and I about. also yeah. I also see how it could be a little hateful too, where it's just yeah. like because again, it is punching down to a to a certain extent. I mean, it's yep. it's not. It's telling a story of the way that things are in the real world <laughs> as it pertains <laughs> to people who are in prison. Mm-hmm. So, as, as that stands, of course it's punching down. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to be It's not going to be about... a feel-good movie. But like, <laughs> right? at the same time, like watching it, it doesn't... I like my horror fun and silly for the most part. I... This was just a little more heavy than I would typically be. Yeah, no, too. it's... It is. It is a little more heavy. I feel like the the inclusion of the totally ridiculous things like lasagna and you know like all of the ridiculous names. There's just a bunch of ridiculousness in the movie that keeps it from being too bogged down with like sadness and like yep. the, the kind of horror that exists in an actual prison. Mm-hmm. And again, the fact that when they're out of their cells, it looks like they're doing a production of west side story so what else are you gonna do in prison i mean can you imagine uh amazing that would be great anyway yeah so that's it that's prison rennie harlan's masterpiece <laughs> and matt hates it slightly less after talking about it yep good I don't hate it. I, no, I mean, I will admit it's a good movie. Like, I'm not saying it's, yeah. a, it's a garbage movie. I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea for the I get part. it. Yep. I totally get it. And I, I definitely, I agree with you. I, listen, I love street trash as much as the next person. <clears throat> but there is, there's an issue with punk rock culture, and I think we all have to kind of come to grips with it. And it makes me sad to realize that we have to come to grips with it. But it's like... This shit that was like, oh, it's really cool. You know this guy. He's like, like a real wife abuser. Or like, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah. there were things that were like this, like people who were just like awful human beings who that was like part of their outlaw persona in the 80s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's like people just kind of look over it. And it's like, no, 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 they're really bad people. And like the idea of like things that were celebrated in fictional worlds as well where you're like oh look it's this gritty whatever and it's like yeah this is also sad (laughs) you know like uh i mean like uh basically a homeless exploitation movie like yeah like uh street trash it's genuinely just kind of icky to me i just don't don't... know if it's i just don't know if it can fly in this world like i can't i don't know that i can watch it i haven't seen it since i saw it as as a youngin and i just knew it as this thing that was just a bunch of crazy people making a crazy movie oh it is crazy and that's another thing i don't think it's a bad movie no it's just not for me i'm not a big fan you know what (laughs) we should do we should do the better street trash slime city i've never seen that actually i love that movie okay um, and basically because it's a bunch of people in an apartment building that are mm-hmm. going through the same thing. Okay. And some of the effects like go really low budget, the thing, like they try to rob button <laughs> a bunch of stuff. Uh, Cause there's actually like a severed head that's kind of moving on its own and doing some crazy shit. And instead of uh, Viper, it is Himalayan yogurt. I I remember <laughs> like, I got Neat. some Himalayan yogurt. <laughs> so I'll do that. 
because that was the deal. The two of them, the person, it was like two people who were working on street trash. Yep. And then they got into a fight or something, and like one of them left. It was like fuck this. He went and made Slime City, and the <laughs> other guy went and made Street Trash. Oh neat. So I think Slime City is a, a a fun nonsense yep. movie. Cool. Uh, yeah, at some point, I don't know if I'm feeling it this week, but uh, yeah, at some point we should do it. Uh, yeah, that's well, it. If you want to watch Street Trash, it's going to be playing tomorrow <laughs> on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel. Exactly. Friday Night can, Movie. You can make up your mind yep. as to whether this is an appropriate thing anymore. That we can, Starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That we can ignore the fact that there are real people who are suffering <laughs> that are being represented in this kind of lighthearted, uh, playful almost yeah. way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I picked brain scan last week. Fuck A, man. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't mine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You really got me to like brain scan. Because it's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Hey, I bought it for I bought it for the podcast, so oh, I nice. now own a copy of it. Sweet. Because I was like, ugh, I can't find this anywhere. I think there's a shitty transfer on YouTube or something, and I was like, nah. I got, this. I got to get this. Yep. I remember loving this movie. Fuck it. Nice. <laughs> it was like... It cost as much as like, a ticket to the movies, so like, <laughs> of course I'm going to own this. Uh, cool. That's it. And uh, thank you for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play and et cetera, et cetera. Buy yourself a cool t-shirt at CoastCityComics.com. Do it. Shop at CoastCityComics.com. Follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast. Do all of those things. And uh, Matt? Uh, I'm Matt Awkward VHS Fiend on the Instagrams, and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook for lots of fun stuff there. You should do all of those things. Please do it. Thank you so much, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace. Good night. Good night.